This is episode 29 of the Prepper Website Podcast. Today's episode, we're looking at why a whistle is important to carry with you every day, nine all-natural ways to keep pests out of your garden, and situational awareness, the first line of defense. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily aggregator of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey, uh, right before I get to my first article, I, I do want to remind you that we are, our, I am asking you to share your garden pics with us. So uh, go out to your garden, even if you haven't started. Take a picture of where your garden is going to be or what it looks like now. Uh, maybe you, you've just planted seeds, whatever. Send it to me. You, you've got the uh, the email on the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. I'm also going to link to the page where um, the garden pick share on episode 29, and so you can get that in the show notes. And so uh, you know, take a picture of it now. And the deadline is going to be uh, the end of the day Monday, uh, this next Monday, and. We'll take another picture like in three or four weeks just to kind of see where we're, where we are. So I've got about four or five picks. I wanted a little bit more. So if if you you know you feel like hey yeah I, I can do that, man just take a take a minute and do that and send it to me. And uh, it's just Todd at PrepperWebsite.com. Sorry I don't have an easier last name, but I have it for you on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. And so that's all I'll say about that. But uh, well. So I'm looking forward to your picks. So let's go ahead and get started on this first article. It's coming to us from Living Life in Rural Iowa. And uh, again, the, the title of the article is, Why is a Whistle Important to Carry With You Every Day? Many people have things they carry with them every day, also known as everyday carry. We all have items that we carry on a key ring, in our pockets, on our belts, and or, and or in a holster. These are items we couldn't live without or wouldn't want to be without in case of an emergency or a situation. One thing I carry on my key ring, which I carry in my jean pocket, is a whistle. This is absolutely one item I wouldn't want to be without. I work in a place where we cannot carry a weapon, although our customers can. While this can be a problem but never has been, a whistle can help me in a few ways. Blowing a whistle while in distress can alert coworkers that there is a problem. A loud repeating whistle generally will get their attention or a customer's attention that I need help in some way. Whether I am inside or outside the building, I will almost guarantee to get someone's attention to get help. Yelling can work, but a whistle is usually louder and shriller and will get attention quicker. Outside of work, having a whistle on the farm is also handy. If I am in distress on the farm, I can get attention faster using a whistle. While we try to work together when we are outside, that is not always possible. Having a whistle can be used more effectively to get attention and help. Being out in public, a whistle can be your best friend if you are in distress or being attacked. When you are in distress or being attacked, the best thing you can do is blow that whistle if you do not have another way to defend yourself. Even if you can defend yourself, blowing a whistle can still get you help faster. Having a whistle can also help you get help for for someone else. If you are near someone who is hurt and you don't feel comfortable or safe to leave them, you can blow the whistle for help. If you see someone in danger or being attacked, you can blow the whistle uh, for, for, 
I'm not sure exactly what, is, what that was supposed to say there. Whistled, help before you try to help the endangered. Uh, I, I guess to help before you try to help the endangered person. Having a whistle is not a replacement for defending yourself. It is a way to bring attention to yourself if you need help. While I would still defend myself or others with all that I have and can, having a whistle can definitely be a life-saving measure. That is why a whistle has a permanent spot in my everyday carry item. What else should you carry in your everyday carry? Let the other prepared bloggers tell you. So uh, I know if you've been listening for a couple of weeks, uh, I t- did some of the EDC articles uh, on the podcast, and we posted a lot of them on Prepper website. And this is another one. Uh, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, I was reminded about it again today because uh, uh, my wife and I went out, and we took her car, and I bought her uh, a whistle a long, long time ago because I just thought it was a very good idea. So on her key ring, uh, she has you know cold steel, um, um, you know. Oh my gosh, uh, I'm I'm losing it. But anyway, the cold the cold cold steel spray. Uh, so you know if, if anybody was coming around uh, and she needed to spray them, um, she could she could hit them that way. And she also has the whistle. And the whistle is not your regular like referee coach whistle. Uh, it's one that I got off of Amazon, and it's like it, it it says that it's the loudest whistle made or loudest whistle that you can buy. And let me tell you, I have blown it because I, I did want to try it out. I wanted like, okay, is this just a bunch of junk? Is it a gimmick? And it is super super loud. And so uh, you know, working a lot of you know that I, I worked in uh, on an elementary campus, and sometimes we would go out and uh, we would take the teachers' recess for them to for whatever reason to give them a planning time or whatever. And, uh, you know, I did have a, I had a regular whistle that I would use and this, this, um, this completely blows that away, uh, uh, you know, by a lot. So, you know, um, if you are a man out there, you've got a girlfriend, you've got your wife, you've got a young daughter or uh, a daughter who's driving, even a young daughter maybe who's going to school and, and uh, you know, has a backpack or whatever, uh, walks to the bus stop. Or if you're a lady and you're listening to this, if you're a woman and listening to this, uh, and you don't have a whistle, you really should consider getting a whistle. Um, like the article said, there are times where you can't carry, uh, you know, a weapon with you uh, to defend yourself, uh, and getting you know, having a whistle can really get attention. And I really do like, you know, if uh, the fact that she was talking about being out. If you're out in the country. Uh, and you're out in the field somewhere and, you know, or, you know, you're in the mountains, you're in the woods, you're lost, you know, having that whistle, you can yell, you can scream. That's going to really wear out, you know, and dry your mouth really, really quick. But using a whistle can get you, and especially if it's one of these super loud ones, it would really be really helpful. So um, I really like that. If you remember yesterday, if you listened to the yes- uh, podcast from yesterday and Gary Collins' interview, he talked about, you know, I'd, I don't want to be out in my homestead and hurt myself and be all by myself, you know. And so I, I just I thought that was a that was a good point that was made in the article. Is like you could be out on on property and be far away from people and um, and use that whistle. So if you if you need to, to go get one, I am linking to the one that I bought my wife that she's been carrying for a, probably about two years now. 
uh, and uh, you know it's a big honking whistle. It's not it's not one of those again like the coach whistles or whatever, but it's it's big and uh, it does it does the job. Uh, so uh, I have linked to it on episode 29. You can go to Amazon and check it out. It's uh, I think it's got like 94 reviews and it's like 4.5 stars. And so uh, you know it's it w- when you're hitting that many reviews and you're at four or four in the five stars, you know it's a pretty it's usually a pretty good uh, product and and uh, it's held up really well in her purse. She's got a big purse and a lot of keys and a lot of things. Like I said, uh, the pepper spray, cold steel pepper spray, man, that's what I was trying to say. It's been a long day, long night. Uh, pepper spray, they, you know, along with that as well. And, um, you know, she, 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 her friends will, will laugh at her, but when she walks out of, uh, of a store, she has that pepper spray ready to go. I mean, she has it out. And so if people were looking at her, you know, they would see that she has pepper spray ready to go. And, uh, I think that's, that's important. Actually, it's going to, uh, segue nicely when, you know, when we get to our last article about situational awareness. So let's go ahead. Uh, that's uh, enough on that one. Go check that out. There are some links there that you'll want to uh, uh, check out here. Uh, living life in rural Iowa. Uh, you know, a good good article there. Go check that one out. Okay, the next one comes to us from Homestead Survival Site. Um, this article is nine all natural ways to keep pests out of your garden. And so this is a good uh, good jumping off article. And what I mean by that is you're going to get get some information. And hopefully, if it's of interest to you, you're going to want to go and Google or go online and go search out some more of these things and, and you know, uh, research that one that one topic maybe a little bit more. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this one again, coming to us from Homestead Survival Site. Um, if you're a gardener, you'll probably never forget that first time you went to the garden, a big smile across your eager face, basket in hand, ready to harvest the fruit of your labor, but instead of your carefully tended plant, you found a nibble-ridden or colorless spotty shell of its former glory, or worse yet, no plant at all. For many, the animal is to simply, sorry, for many, the answer is to simply spray chemicals on the plant, either preventively or for treatment, but this method of pest control has major disadvantages. All right, uh, I told you yesterday I had uh, stupid snails eat my marigolds, man. And you put you you plant marigolds. Uh, you know we have a pool in the backyard, and so I like to plant them in pots. And then when when we get you know if we're gonna have people back there in the back, I, I take those pots and I spread them out around the porch, uh, and you know do that a little bit er, you know early in the day. But uh, for the meantime, um, they're out there, man, and these snails got to them, and they tore it up just in one night. I mean, they did a lot, a lot of damage. Uh, needless to say, I did my own little research out there. I got some neem oil coming from uh, coming from Amazon. Going to do a little bit of my own concoction there, uh, you know, making, mixing some stuff up and, and trying to you know, go ahead and take care of, uh, uh, of this and other little issues that I have going on. Um, all right, so continuing on, man, I, I, I don't want to chase a lot of rabbit trails today. I don't want to uh, have that super long uh, podcast like I did yesterday, just, just going on and on. All right, so here we go. Uh, first, it creates more work in the garden with the need to keep spraying whenever there's a problem, which will be often. Secondly, pesticides won't kill just the pets, pests but also the predators of the pest you are trying to kill, not to mention the all-important bees and soil life. Thus, putting the burden on you to address the problem. 
Finally, there is increasing evidence that pesticides are harmful to human health, and many are persistent in the environment. Simply put, spraying poison on your food may not be the best idea. The good news is there are very effective organic, all-natural ways you can control pests in the garden that are not only better for the environment and your health, but also much less work once set up. Encourage Predator of Pests or Allies Predators or allies tend to have longer life cycles than vegetables or other plant pests, which means it takes longer for their numbers to build up. If you wage war on pests, not only do you risk killing their predators, but these natural pest controllers will never have the food they need to establish themselves. The first order of business then is to identify the pests that are causing you problems. Then, do some research to find out what preys on them in your area. Some examples of things you can do to encourage predators. Number one, give allies food. Some predators, like parasitic wasps, need other sources of food besides the pests they eat. The wasps require nectar that only certain umbel flowers can provide. The best way to make sure predators have the food they need is to plant a large diversity of plants, especially native perennial plants and flowers. Create a pond. Life needs water, and your garden allies are no exception. To many slugs, you don't have a slug problem. You have a frog deficiency, and frogs won't come around without a pond. Number three, create other habitats. Adding things like mulch, logs, rocks, and lots of perennial plants to your garden will create diverse habitats for different allies. Again, find out what your pest predator needs and give it to them. Number five. Number four, sorry, plant in natural patterns. Most people tend to plant a particular species in the same area of the garden. While this may save some time harvesting, it will cause more problems by giving pests an easy-to-find buffet of their favorite food. Consider spacing smaller plants, plantings out into different areas of the garden. This will keep the pests of a given species moving, around, moving more, which wastes energy and opens them up more to predation. Diversi diversify your plants. If you, only have a if you only have few types of plants, you are more likely to attract the pests that love those plants. Having more types of plants not only ensures more food and habitats for insects, and most insects are not plant pests. It also creates a healthier environment for your plants in other ways beyond the scope of this article. There is no need to keep perennials and annuals separate in the garden either. In fact, Planting them together creates less root competition for nutrients and water since perennials almost always have much deeper roots than annuals. Number five, use trap plants. Once you know your pests, you can also use their favorite food against them. This works best if the pests are already there. Otherwise, you may attract them. Use a plant the pests particularly enjoy. Flea beetles love bok choy more than anything and plant a small clump of that food near the problem plants. Once the pests flock to that favorite food, you can vacuum them off with a shot vacuum or spot spray them with an organic pesticide like neem oil or diluted soap. I don't know why. I just had that flashback of a bug's life. You know, I guess those of you who have kids and you've seen that movie over and over again, kind of, you know what I'm talking about. All right, number six, use aromatic pest confusers or deterrents. 
Although there is limited research on the subject, many gardeners believe that putting aromatic plants like lavender, savory, or garlic around your plants in companion planting style will hide their scent from pests. Keep your plants healthy. Plants that have their their needs met, nutrients, water, a healthy ecosystem, etc., are better at fending off pests. When they have what they need, plants begin to produce their own organic pesticides or compounds that either prevent easy digestion or outright toxic, make them taste bad or act as deterrents to pests. Here are some key ways to keep plants healthy. Number seven, use mulch. Mulch, which should be at least four to six inches thick, not only provides a habitat for allies like ground beetles, it also slows down water evaporation, breaks down into nutrients, and produces the microorganisms in the soil from the harsh sun, wind, and rain, while preventing soil erosion to boot. You can mulch with leaves, but not from black walnut, straw seedless, or wood chips, ideally not acidic ones like cedar, for example. Number eight, build healthy soil. Mulch helps protect and build soil, and so do compost and compost tea, actively aerated or not. These add nutrients and microorganisms to the soil. Microorganisms are important because they make nutrients bioavailable to plants. Breaking indigestible compounds down into nutrients the plants can use while helping to build a healthy soil structure that keeps nutrients from washing away in the rain. Number nine, increase soil organic matter. Mulch, compost, and the resultant microorganisms will help to build the soil organic matter, which builds a teeming with life underground ecosystem that feeds the plants and keeps them healthy while also dramatically increasing the soil's water holding capacity. Other ways to increase organic matter are to plant mulch crops and periodically cut them and toss them onto the soil. Comfrey, alder trees, and to plant green manure crops like alfalfa, rye, buckwheat, prior to planting and then cutting them and working them into the soil a little, mixing the top layer of of soil as little as possible with the lower layers. You may have noticed that many of the above tips for organic all-natural pest control are relating to creating a healthy garden ecosystem, which is really the key to keeping things in balance in the garden. The more you can learn about ecology and ecosystem dynamics related to gardening, the better you will intuitively know how to keep your garden healthy with less work and inputs. Although reading about these topics is important, the best thing you can do is get out into your garden, observe carefully, and have fun. All right, so good article there. And like I said, it's a jumping off article. Hopefully there's something there that uh, once you go and you identify what, what you're having problems with, you can start to fix it and remedy it, even if that's you know, making, uh, uh, you know, putting some, some plants out there that are specific for to, to draw the allies that go ahead and need to go ahead and, and take care of those, uh, uh, those pests that are destroying your crops. All right, so a good article over there at Homestead Survival site. Go check that one out. And let's go ahead and jump to our very last article. And this is coming to us from the Prepper Journal, and it's entitled Situational Awareness, the First Line of Defense. Situational Awareness, or SA, is the ability of observing the happenings around you. It is something that we all use every day to some degree. Anyone that drives a vehicle on public roadways uses situational awareness. Unfortunately, for some, it stops when they exit their vehicle. 
when you're driving, your senses should be in tune with not only what you're doing, but what else is happening on the road. Proper driving consists of looking as far ahead as possible, scanning your mirrors every so often to be aware of what's around you. You should not be looking at the bumper of the vehicle in front of you. Give yourself space between you and the car in front so it allows you to see your surroundings. Why do we do this when, when driving? To give ourselves the earliest warning so that, we can, so that we have as much time to react to something, whether it be an accident, something in the road, etc. The same technique can and should be applied to everyday life. Colonel Jeff Cooper was instrumental in bringing SA into the mainstream. Cooper was a Marine and is the creator of the modern technique of handgun shooting. Believing that if one were going to carry a handgun for self-protection, one should be aware of their surroundings so as to have the best chance of survival. He devised a color code to separate the different levels of SA. White. Relaxed and completely unaware. Cooper believed the only time one should be in condition white is when one is sleeping. Unfortunately, when the modern electronic devices, with the, the modern electronic devices we have today, there is an overwhelming amount of people in condition white having their faces buried in their phones or devices. How many people have you seen walk into things not paying attention to where they are or what's going on around them? Being attacked in condition white is the worst possible scenario. Yellow. Relaxed but paying attention to the sights and sounds happening around you. And that even means home. Yes, we should feel protected at home, but where do home invasions happen? It may not even be a group of thugs trying to kick in the front door. It could be that the furnace is making a strange noise. Investigate it to be sure it's working correctly. It's too late when it sets the house on fire. You are not anticipating something happening. You are putting yourself in a position where if something were to present itself, you will not be taken off guard. Orange. Alert. You may have seen or heard something that causes you to now focus your attention to a specific area or person. You are in the mall in July and you see a person wearing a long winter style coat, sweating profusely, maybe even looks like he is hiding something under his coat. At this point, you should already have a plan formulated. You are getting ready. If this guy pulls out a gun and starts shooting people, I'm going to draw and put a burst of rounds in his face from behind the position of cover, or I'm running like hell out the exit door. Red. It's time to act. At this point, things are happening. You should be moving to cover or moving out the door or some, some things going hay, haywire with the furnace. Time to implement your formulated plan. According to the FBI crime statistics for 2015, it was the last info on FBI.gov, there were an estimated 1,197,704 violent crimes committed nationwide. How many of these could have been prevented with enough time to react? It's impossible to be switched on all of the time 24-7, but by paying attention to one's surroundings, Lots of would-be crimes could be avoided without having to get into any physical altercations. Not all of us are cut out to be and or have a warrior mentality. Some of us preppers don't even like guns. I know, hard to believe, but true. Some of us can't carry weapons concealed on our person. The beauty of SA is that a person doesn't have to be a super ninja operator to maintain a degree of safety. 
More often than not, if you see something you don't like, trust your gut. It's most likely right. What does this have to do with prepping? In the prepping world, it can apply to something as benign as your supplies. Being aware that the toilet paper supply is down to one crate, it's time to get another one. Food, ammo, all the consumables, it's imperative to know when it's time to re-up the supply. That means getting to your preps to actually look and see there's only one item left. As opposed to, well, I didn't think we went through that many of those. I do not need to explain in too much detail about how SA applies to protecting one's property, bug out location, or community. The ideal situation would be to have patrols as far out from the property as possible to handle any unsavory visitors, or to be able to at least communicate with the homestead to give advance warning. Because if you are down to defending the actual structure you're living in, and bad guys are making it to the front porch, you are in a very place and chance are you you're in a very place and chances are you and your family or group have little chance of making it out alive at that point you are too far behind the curve good situational awareness will give you the reaction time you and your group will need to either fight or escape a new hobby uh, preppers are getting into is flying drones for the price of a new AR-15 there are some drones out there that are pretty incredible capable of patrolling a wide area and providing real-time feedback, all with, without the enemy knowing about it being there. Situational awareness is very important to all of us every day. Develop it to use as another tool in the toolbox. It can be boiled down to two words, pay attention. Put the phone and tablets away. There is a whole world of things going on around you, some good, some not so good. You want to be able to prepare where you see the not so good. It's as close to a crystal ball as we can get. All right. So really good information there. I think situational awareness is a uh, is a very very needed. You know, I I when I get out and I go to the store, I'm paying attention to what other people are doing. Uh, sometimes I see women and I'm like, you know lady please get off your phone be paying attention to what's going on uh you know uh, watch watch out what's going on around you and you know sometimes that can create um just like an atmosphere of man you know worry all the time um but that one time when when you're not and you let your guard down you know that's something that can that can happen you know one one of the things that happens when we go to the when I go to the, my grocery store is uh there's guys out there and sometimes they are they work with the ministry sometimes they're like hey we're just you know trying to pass out tracks and we're asking for donations or uh you know there are people up there that try to hit you up hey uh you know I lost my job or whatever and so you know I'm I'm scanning for all those types of people that are coming at me and I see them from far off and start to make my judgments you know start to is this a guy do I see tracks in his hand uh you know do, do does he look like he is just talking about the ministry or is this a guy who yeah you know I don't see I'm looking where his hands are um, but it doesn't look like, you know, he's he looks like he's approaching me from somewhere else. And there's times where I have put my hand out to people and say, hey, stop right there. You know, I, I'll talk to you or whatever, but you need to stop right there uh, and, and just, you know, do it in a very commanding voice and let them know that hey, I'm not playing around. 
And uh, I'm I'm kind of a big guy anyway. I, I don't get a lot of you know people approaching me in in that way at least. Uh, and if I was to say stop right there, don't come any further, um, that you know I've never had anyone not not uh, not comply w- with that. And there's been times before where where there's been people that you know were doing like ministry work and different things or asking for donations and I let them get really close and then later on I'm driving away and I talk to them and maybe I give them a few bucks or whatever or you know maybe just see who they're with or whatever and um get in the car and then sometimes I think man you know what I I let that person get too close to me and uh, I hate to think like that because <laughs> I'm a I'm a Christian I'm a pastor I'm a you know I want to be able to you know engage like that but sometimes I do I walk away or driving away and I'm like man I, I actually let that person get too close to me uh next time I need to put more space you know uh because you can have people that are um you know acting like they are ministry related or whatever and and I really I really hate to think like that, man. I really do. But I guess that just that's in my mind, you know. Uh, if someone wanted to do harm, uh, you know, it's 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 like that old saying: the devil doesn't come to you, uh, you know, with a red suit and a pitchfork and you know pointy ears. He's going to come to you. The Bible says he's an he's an angel of light, right? And so you, you look at him like, hey, you know, you're not that bad. And so the same kind of thing. If someone was wanting to do harm to you, they 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 don't want to come looking like a thug. They want to you know come looking you know like hey, there's nothing. You know, I'm just a regular person. I'm going to ask you a question. You know, what time is it? Can I bum a cigarette? Can I have a few uh, bucks or whatever? And then by the time you know it, you're in this struggle, right? So um, bouncing off of the the whistle thing, I think that that was always very you know very important. Kind of just be thinking about that. And again. Don't want to live in fear, right? Um, but there are things that you can do, smart things. Uh, I don't let I don't let my wife go out at night, you know, and go out to the store or running around. Or if she if she has to, I'm going to send one of my one of my kids with with her, and and they're like, you know, they're monsters. So, uh, you know, just just being smart out there. I think we're going to be we we are in a situation now where we need to to be thinking about this even more so because I know that in my area we never really heard about crime as much uh and it is happening more often. There's purse snatches um uh that are happening, even people that I know personally that it has happened to, you know, uh in this you know in the parking lot of the store. And I think as people are struggling with, you know, the economy and uh you know people are, are you know not getting the jobs that they want and and those kinds of things. I think we're gonna we're gonna see more and more and more of that happening because people are going to do that to survive. Or people are going to do that because it's easy and they're lazy and they don't want to go get a job and they can, you know, they can rip somebody off in, in five minutes and, and, uh, you know, maybe come out with, with, with a lot of money. So I think we are going to see that more and more as, uh, as time progresses here. I think we're in that season of, uh, of time now, and we need to be careful. Um, you know, just thinking about that, I was saying that one of the things that um, on Facebook um, that I'm a part of is like a neighborhood kind of crime watch, and they do uh, post things. and And I live in the suburbs. I live in uh, the suburbs of Houston, so it's pretty big. So it covers a wide range. But anytime anybody sees something or something's going down, uh, they post there. And let me tell you, I mean, I wrote an article not too long ago about uh, Northwest uh, uh, Northwest Houston uh, lights out, something something to that effect. 
you know what? And it was like a trial run of you know we, we wound up leaving the house. Uh, I I'm, I'll link to that article in uh, in the show notes so you can check it out. But I found out what was going on on that Facebook group before anywhere else, right? Before the news, before Twitter, before uh, you know, before anything else. I found out what it was, and it's it's pretty amazing how fast. Uh, things travel and, and people get on there all the time and say, hey, this is happening here or this happened here or hey, does anyone know what happened over here? And then people will share share that out. And so if you know that might be something that you might want to consider if you are, uh, you know, you're in an area, you might want to see if there is a crime group or if there's some kind of group out there that are letting people know uh, what's going on uh, around around you. And uh, so that's a benefit as well, because part of situational awareness is not only, you know, when you, when you're out there, but it's knowing what's going on out there. So when you go and so like if if, uh, for instance, I very rarely travel into downtown Houston, but if I was to go down there with the way things are right now, with how crazy things are, um, I would want to make sure that I'm not driving down into like some big protest. I want to make sure that I'm not driving down into some big, you know, uh, you know, potential uh, opportunity for riots, you know, and um, so. Part of situational awareness is looking into that and uh, doing a little bit of investigating and making sure that, you know, there's nothing going on down there so that if I had to travel down there, then I wouldn't get stuck in it. And so that's part of situational awareness as well, just kind of knowing what's going on. And then we could I just can continue talking and talking about why it's important to know what's going on in your state, in your in your in in the country, and then in the world, because we're so interconnected now. Things that happen on the other side of the world affect things, especially when we're talking about the economy, and we're talking about you know um, you know the crazy little man in North Korea, and in you know all those kinds of things. So uh, a lot of good information there. A lot of things to think about. Good articles tonight. So, uh, also, I want to say in this article at the Prepper Journal, there are a lot of links that you want to go check out, and uh, you know, links to uh, well, there's a funny, definitely a funny picture you'll want to see, but uh, links to other things, uh, other articles, um, and you know, you know how it is. You click on an article, it's like a jump off, and then you, you something interesting, and, and man, you just find yourself reading and reading a, a lot of good stuff. So good stuff over at the Prepper Journal. Actually, all these articles are really good, good articles today. All right, a, a lot of food for thought. So that's going to be it for uh, this episode, episode 29. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, if you get an uh, opportunity, come to the website, drop me a line in the comments, or hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and how you're doing. I'd love for you if you if you have that chance. If you get a, if you're getting a little bit of value from this from this podcast, uh, I would appreciate a review on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and some of the other podcast networks that are out there. If you're if you're finding it somewhere else. Um, you know, that always helps out. Uh, I was glad, uh, you know, I went to iTunes and I typed in Prepper and it was one of the ones that came up. And so prep, the Prepper website podcast did come up. And so I'm, I'm very glad about that. That's, that's always a good sign. But uh, the reviews definitely help. So if you can go out there and give me a review, I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. I would shake your hand if I could meet you out somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, uh, you know, for that. But uh, anyway, so uh, if you are looking for more preparedness content, know that we have a ton of stuff over at the Prepper website. 
prepperwebsite.com. Well, I'm just getting them all confused here. Uh, and, you know, even if you don't see anything on uh, the main page, over on the top right-hand corner, we have some pages that are dedicated to specific things. So, like, uh, I have a page called Page 2 News, and this is the first time I ever played around with this. But it's, it's news that pulls uh, from, uh, from the Internet on specific uh, topics like, uh, you know, like freedom, liberty, gold, oil, um, you know, collapse, all that kind of stuff. And then we have a page dedicated to uh, DIY, a page dedicated to fr frugal, frugal living. We have a page dedicated to alternative news. And uh, I've said this before, that is the second most popular page on, on all of Prepper website, uh, that alternate news or that it's called Alt News Hub. And so, uh, you know, we have a lot of good stuff over there. So uh, you will you can just kind of lose yourself <laughs> going over there. So, hey, be careful. I mean, you should have a life. You've got a family. You should, you know, make sure that you're just not completely pouring over all preparedness information. I know I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot there because I do want you to come to the website and I want you to, you know, get good information and good content. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to completely live in in you know on the internet you know you need to go out and get some uh go out and get some some dirt time definitely all right guys until tomorrow tomorrow's going to be our friday podcast um i'll be doing the friday podcast tomorrow night and uh so until uh then uh stay prepped and situationally aware peace